Hello, once again, to those of you who've been following me with this podcast called Faith to Live By. And to those of you who are new, I'm Pam Christian, the producer and host of this podcast, where each and every week I help us explore current events from a biblical worldview and from prophecy so we can discern how we should respond. God wants all of us to be engaged in His work on earth as co-laborers with Christ. This episode is part two of my interview with Dr. Christopher Rake, an anesthesiologist with UCLA who was escorted off hospital property because he refused to take the COVID-19 injection. Even though Dr. Rake had completed his residency at UCLA and had served as attending anesthesiologist since 2009, even though he is a seasoned doctor who can scientifically defend his reasons for not wanting to take the jab, the administration dismissed him from his duties and escorted him off the property. Dr. Rake videotaped himself as he was being escorted, and the video went viral. As a result, he founded Citizens United for Freedom and is now speaking and traveling to help educate others about the so-called vaccine, about medical tyranny, and the importance of fighting to protect our freedoms. If you didn't hear last week's podcast, I highly suggest you listen to it before you listen to this one. I'm picking up the interview for this podcast just a bit before it ended last week, where he's talking about the effects of the different so-called vaccines, which is followed by more conversation I had with him about the now apparent efforts by governments worldwide who are working together to accomplish their own godless, self-serving agenda and helping us to know what we must do to overcome this evil, preserve our rights, freedoms, and our health. With this podcast, you can expect to hear, number one, the very real potential serious and even deadly side effects people are suffering from these COVID-19 injections. Number two, how God is using these evil plans of the enemy and people the enemy has influenced to expose evil corruption as part of God's plan of revealing truth. And number three, how we must respond to gain victory over the evil being used against us and Dr. Rake's organization, Citizens United for Freedom, can help us in our efforts. And I'll share up front, there's a bonus. After we ended the interview with the closing prayer, the recording was still running and Dr. Rake and I continued talking. In his passion to explain God's love for each and every one of us, I unexpectedly captured a prophetic revelation God gave to Dr. Rake about me, which further expresses the unfathomable love, individual love, God has for each and every one of us. You won't want to miss it. In response to this podcast, I'd like you to identify what angers you the most, considering everything we've suffered for the past two years. This is an indicator of where God wants you to make a difference. Then, I want you to locate an organization you can work with to do what God is calling you to do. It might be through Dr. Rake's Citizens United for Freedom, or any one of the several organizations I list in the show notes, or some other church or opportunity where you can put your feet to your prayers. And I want you to make a point of emailing me to tell me where God is calling you and what you've committed to do in response. It may be that with your advanced permission, your story would be used on a future podcast to help encourage others. Now, here's part two of my interview with Dr. Rake. Antibodies that you formed to this, in response to this vaccine, they assist the Delta variant in infecting your cells. Let me repeat that. Yes. You thought you had immunity, but the very antibodies that you have that are floating around towards the alpha variant assist the Delta variant in making it easier to inject its material into your cells and infect your cells. You know, not only that, but the spike protein that your body produces in response to this 
The spike protein itself is cytotoxic. What does that mean? Cyto means cell toxic. We all know what that means. So it's, it kills cells. It's toxic to cells and it causes blood clots itself, the spike protein alone. And that's what your body is making in response to the vaccine. So you get injected with MRNA, the MRNA carries the code for the spike protein. Now your cells are hacked and they become a manufacturer of this toxic protein, which goes and can cause blood clots. That's out of a study in uh, May from uh, the SOC Institute. They found that this, it causes this damage. So it's probably the spike protein itself that's getting in, And it's also getting into myocardial tissue. It's causing myocarditis. It, it's really terrible. Yeah. I liked what you said a moment ago. You said it was incredible to you that your colleagues, fellow doctors and others in the medical profession suddenly got amnesia when it right. came to their oaths. And I have thought the same thing. I mean, I'm a lay person and I'm just looking at what's going on worldwide. Yeah. And I'm realizing this is deception. This is evil. This is bigger than anything most people actually consider. What we are yeah. really dealing with here is the devil, Satan himself, Absolutely. having deceived great numbers of people. You mentioned the mark of the beast. I think this is a foreshadow, a time of a foreshadow where God is testing his people to show us what we're willing to do and not willing to do. You show us our weaknesses, not to defeat us, but to show us our weaknesses so we can come up, we can repent yes. and come up. But what I was wondering, uh, you mentioned the book of Revelation. Could it be that this whole worldwide injection process, and we're seeing more and more people die, and it's suspiciously related to those who are vaccinated, could this be where one third of the population is killed off? Well, if you remember correctly, first it's one quarter, I think. Is right? it one and quarter then first? Okay. Yeah, I think it's one third after that. So, okay. um, yeah, it's very possible. I think it looks to, to everyone, right? To all of us Christians, that this is the end times, but we could be wrong. 2000 mm -hmm. years ago, if you read Peter's epistles and somewhere in John's epistles, they both say in these end days, you know, the Antichrist, many Antichrists have come and the Antichrist is coming. Mm -hmm. So we feel like these are the end days. So I'm wise and I'm knowledgeable. And I look around, I say, this looks exactly like Revelation. But I also live from heaven. Ephesians mm -hmm. 2, 6 says, I am seated in heavenly places. And when I pray, I don't pray from earth up. Right. I pray from heaven down because I'm seated, seated on the father's lap. Amen. And so I get to look down on the on earth. And I say, I command things to happen that Jesus wants to happen. He doesn't want illness, sickness, and disease. John right. 10, 10. It's right. the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that you ha might have more life and have it more abundantly. And Acts 10, 38, um, he says, it says that Jesus uh, liberated all who were oppressed and he healed all who were oppressed by the devil. So this isn't what he wants. He, he, he's going to use this for his glory and you know, praise be to him and for our good. Romans 8, 28. I, I will not allow myself to get too drowned downtrodden. Uh, I allow the Holy Spirit to come over me and move right. my heart. As the so comforter I'm, he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also so that so he he helps me to weep for the things that are unjust and I don't get a complacent or hardened heart. Mm -hmm. And another way to protect from that happening is you got to live a righteous life. In Ephesians 6, it talks about the breastplate. Why do you have to have the, this hard breastplate over your chest? To protect your heart your so you heart. can keep a tender soft heart and you can bend you can be a warrior and you can lose your job at ucla but you can still bend a knee and serve a child who's four years old mm -hmm. right and, and and you can still cry when you see somebody being hurt or, mm -hmm. or upset because when the world comes at you when your employer ucla comes at you and and you get liberal media telling you you're a covidiot that's what they call me the number one covidiot they, they emailed my wife with this terminology it's easy to get a hardened heart, but if you live a righteous life, uh, it's much more difficult for that to happen. Absolutely. 
you're perfectly demonstrating what I've been sharing with my audience for the past, oh, I don't know, year and a half, that we are in a position, those of us who are Christians, genuine Christians, to partner with God to see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. And so your organization, Citizens United for Freedom, is a place where we can put our feet to our faith. Can Mm. you talk a little bit about what people can gain from your organization and count themselves as one of God's soldiers? Yeah, it's interesting. I thought for a while I'd become a pastor. And then God, and I said, God, number a couple of things I don't want to do. Don't want to go on the radio. I don't want to be involved in politics. <laughs> I've been on the radio many times now. And I have this big organization called Cuff, which is a huge political movement. And who says God doesn't have a sense of humor, right? He totally. <laughs> so, but I've realized through this thing that he, he wants us to be involved in politics. We are in the position we're in because Christians were like me. I've said and, the and same I, thing. I have I said take, the very same thing. That yeah. It's the failure of the Christian engagement in the seven mountains of our culture that got us in the world of hurt we're in today. And isn't it amazing? And, and Satan just was laughing at the bank when he, he fooled me and the rest of us. Oh, you, you know, you just want to talk about Jesus. Be over here on Sundays and don't bring this into the public square. Let's just not focus on politics. It's dirty. And you don't want to get your hands soiled with that. And, and man, he was just having a field day because the only thing that can stop him is the church. The gates of hell will not prevail. Upon this rock, I will build my Ecclesia. That Preach word ecclesia. That word ecclesia is the is the Greek word, and it mean, we translate it as church, but it means the place where they met in the public square to talk about this religion, these religious ideas. We're supposed to bring goodness and light and truth to the public square, and now we're seeing. Here's the great opportunity we have, and you use that word. I love it. We're seeing in times of crisis, there's great opportunity and people are now awakened. Their souls and their spirits are seeing evil and darkness. And so we have this opportunity. But to get back to your to your point, my group, we are a Christian group, but we do. There's no you don't have to have a profession of faith to be in our group. And I will pray. I'll open meetings with prayer. I'll close meetings with prayer. I talk about Jesus. I give many sermons about how to stand strong in the faith. We have atheists in our group. We have a deist. We have a, a, a Hindu. And it, what the amazing thing is to me, one time I had a, I gave a, a small sermon to encourage people to uplift them, to, to take this fight. And the two people that got upset with me were Christians. Oh, gosh. They, and the Hindu and the deist and the atheist, they didn't get upset at me. What were the, the grounds that the Christians gave you? What were the reasons? They, they said, you know, what is this group? Are you a pastor or is this a freedom-loving group? I said both. <laughs> I said both. I and mean, I had to, had to kind of be quiet. And I said, Lord, is this a rebuke from you or are they wrong? And so I went home and I prayed about it. And I'm not going to temper my passion for the Lord, but I'm also going to be like Jesus. He didn't say, oh, you're a prostitute. Oh, you're a tax collector. I'm not hanging out with you, right? Not saying that, you know, these people are as bad as that. But I'm saying he sat with everybody mm-hmm. and he didn't have any dividing lines. He loves everybody. In fact, to show how committed I am to this ideology, I refuse to take the religious exemption. I want yeah. to talk to you about that. I'm glad you brought that up because I saw on your website that you have a, a whole portion dedicated under this title. The religious exemption is a trap. Right. What does that mean? So when someone think of it this way, this is an assault. They're trying to assault your body. When someone comes to assault you, they're about to punch you in the face. You don't say, excuse me, sir, please, may I be exempt of your face punching of me? I have this really tender left cheekbone and you're right-handed. You're going to hit me there. It's going to hurt, right? <laughs> like, why do I get some special carve out? Because I've got, no, you stand up to the bully and you say, no, you will not touch me. 
You will not assault me. Um, you don't have a right. You're violating law, and I'm going to either punch you back or I'm going to sue you. So that was my that was part of the thinking. The other part was that I saw where this is going. It's going towards totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. And Martin Niemöller, he was a pastor in Nazi Germany. He was a contemporary of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And he said this, when they came for the socialists, I didn't speak up because I wasn't a socialist. When they came for the trade unionists, I didn't speak up because I wasn't a trade unionist. When they came for the socialists, I didn't speak up because I wasn't a socialist. I'm sorry, I said that word already. The Jews, he said that with the Jews. They came for the Jews, I didn't speak up. When they came for me, there was nobody left to speak up. And I realized here's what they're doing. They're trying to fractionate the resistance. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say on October 1st, I stand with the atheist. I stand with the Hindu who may believe he has no religious exemption available to him or with a deist or, you know, they can't quote scripture to, to back up their argument. I stand with everybody who says, no, this is a human rights issue because here's what happened. Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the Christians that he gave his only begotten son. Is that what it says? No, you know, it doesn't. For God so loved the world World. Mm -hmm. that he gave his only begotten son. So if Jesus is willing to lay down his life for the world, and I'm supposed to be like Jesus, shouldn't I do that? Shouldn't I show the grace and the mercy and the love? that he showed me when I was an atheist, that he showed me, he shows every person. So that's why I had to stand with everybody and not take the religious exemption, not say, I'm sorry, I'm a Christian. Uh, you, you, you don't have this great little token that I have. Um, and, and I just knew it wasn't right to take advantage of that and leave people behind. I appreciate once again, your candor, uh, your willingness to be so real and raw. Uh, your emotions are. <laughs> I'm contagious. sorry. No, it's, <laughs> I've got tears in my eyes. Um, I share with you the same passion and both of us actually are working to try to encourage others to wake up and to realize what this opportunity we all have, especially those of us who call ourselves Christians. And you are helping to equip people, as I said before, to put their feet to their faith. So what are some of the ways you encourage people through your website to actually get engaged in the culture? Yeah, we have we have a lot of resources on our website. We have uh, ways to get in touch with your with your congressmen, with your local representatives. What we have not done in the past as Christians is to engage politically. And so at our website, we give you some resources to do that. We also have a, um, a Telegram page. If you go to, I think it's t.me forward slash Cuff USA, and you can join up with us there. And there we share ideas, we share information, we encourage each other. Um, hey, does anybody know of a doctor in this area that's this and that? Hey, does anybody know about this LAUSD thing? And so we've created a community where people can go and turn to one another for answers and encouragement, because part of the, what's happened is that they have um, they've censored us. Right. And mm-hmm. so big media has censored um, everything that's conservative or Christian, and they don't want us to, to uh, coalesce and, and get together as we have. But if you look on our resources uh, page on the website, we talk about that. We're also considering lawsuits. Um, there are a lot of people doing lawsuits. So we're trying we're trying to figure out, is there a niche for us to go into? 
Uh, I think there is. I think there's one lawsuit in, in particular, maybe two, that would help people. Our idea is to help as many people as possible. So I could personally sue UCLA. That would help me. But how many people would it help? It would help maybe some other people at, at UCLA. Or do we go for bigger guns? Do we go mm-hmm. for people at the top, the governor or Dr. Tomas Aragon, the head of the California Department of Public Health? So um, those are some of the resources we have. We have sample letters on there. I need to post some more of those. I did take the religious exemption for the flu vaccine before I realized what was actually going on. And so that was in January of, of this year. And um, once I realized this was a, this was all a trick to, to separate us, I actually wrote a letter to my administration and said, I revoke that exemption. And I stand on the Fourth Amendment, the First Amendment. I stand on scripture and I, I quoted the scripture. And, um, and so there are sample letters in there that you, that you can follow. That's what I liked about your site, too, is you're not just telling people what they can do. You're showing them how they can do it. So you're really teaching us, in effect, how to fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's I, I think what's unique about Cuff is that I live what I teach. Mm-hmm. Right. You got a lot of preachers out there saying, oh, you need to stand up and do this. And it's like, well, you can say that because you you already have a paycheck. Right. Um, but I've demonstrated by integrity, I hope what what it is and and let me just tell people to encourage them listen courage is not the absence of fear god has taught me this through walking with him daily day by day and doing uncomfortable things for the lord and sharing jesus with people it's not the absence of fear courage is doing the right thing even though you do have fear in fact if it didn't cause fear it wouldn't require courage right so just because your voice is shaking your hand is trembling that doesn't mean you lack courage Okay, you can be brave and still have a shaky voice and a trembling hand. Courage is an action. Courage is a choice. It's not a gifting. It's not a personality trait. It is a choice. You were not courageous. You were a wimp or a a coward two minutes ago. But now this minute you decide, hey, I'm going to be courageous in this interaction. I'm going to make a courageous choice to do. And hopefully by the end of your life, you've racked up a bunch of choices to be courageous and uh, for courage. And so we lead by example in our group. And that's, I think, what makes it unique. And, and because we're suffering alongside you, we know what to expect. And I want to encourage people to say, look, I don't have a job right now, but somehow God is, is supporting me. Uh, we're, I've got a couple of job opportunities coming to me. This is stuff I never would have seen happening. Uh, I'm friends with some big name people now. They're calling me out of the blue. And, and um, so this is not stuff that I ever wanted. I just wanted to stand up for freedom. I just wanted to pass on the heritage of liberty that I received from my grandfathers and give it to my kids. And, and because I knew I was willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice, I was willing to pay my life for freedom to say, I will would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't get this right, we go into a thousand year darkness of, of, of slavery, of tyranny, mm-hmm. where the very people we elected to, to represent us are now our, our slaveholders. Yes, absolutely. And I like the many references you've made to our Lord coming and dying for us because his whole purpose in doing that was to set us free, Yeah, free to live in truth and in our God-given rights. Yeah. And Dr. Rake, you have just shared a very rich part of your life. I think even though you didn't want to do all these things, the Lord clearly had a plan for you to do it. And he's led you through all these events that have brought you to this point in your life. In closing, what would you like to say to my listeners? Just that it, it really, it's as simple as it comes down to your devotion to Jesus. You know, your morning routine, when you pray, do you pray with his word? When you read the word, do you ask him, Father, teach me what I'm supposed to learn here. 
when you when you live and you go about your life, are you talking to him throughout the day? Jesus, give me strength. Jesus, what do you want me to do now? Oh, I want you to go and talk to that woman. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> or do you or, or you say, oh, yes, Lord, I it's gonna be so uncomfortable. Gosh, why are you calling me to do this? Okay, but I but you know, so you commit yourself to being the son. Jesus talked about the two sons, the one who says, Yes, I will do it, and he goes away and doesn't do it, and the one who says, No, I won't do it, but he goes away and he does do it. And Jesus asks, which one is the father more pleased with? And it's the action that the father is more pleased with, not the words. So you can say in your heart, you can go to church on Sundays, you can do all these things, but your actions show where your faith really is. And I want you to, I want everyone on this call to know that Jesus loves you personally, that he died for you personally. And what gave me courage about his life because there were times in, in my fights and, and there's a lot more to my story. I had to fight UCLA uh, to just to pray for patients. And they, they tried to fire me just for praying for patients. And I was seeing people get healed miraculously, Praise God. but that, and that's another story. But there were times when I just didn't want to get out of bed and I didn't want to fight the fight. And I said, God, please, I don't want to pray today. Can I just not bring that hassle to my work? And yet I, I still, as the, the son who said, no, 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 I don't want to, when push came to shove, I said, I can't deny my Lord. And so I obeyed. And so that's what I would say is just you, but you have, it has to come from a place of knowledge that he loves you personally. And, and think of this, when he was walking up the hill to Calvary, he fainted. He lost so much blood. He was so beaten that he couldn't even carry his cross. But here's the amazing thing. Think about this personally. When you're listening to my voice right now, whoever's on this podcast, you look at that cross that he dropped on the ground. It doesn't say Jesus on it. And it has your name on it, right? And he said, Father, I have to go to the, the top of the hill. He could have said, Father, I'm done. These rebellious, wicked people, look at my body's given out. I cannot give anymore. And I can say, I've been there in my walk with the Lord. I'm done. I, I can't give anymore. I don't want to pray for people anymore. And, and yet I looked at him and he said, I have to get to the top of that hill. If I don't get to the top of that hill, I will never see Chris Rake again. I will live for all eternity without Chris Rake. And so somebody else helped him and barely able to stand. He walked to the top of that hill, knowing what laid before him, knowing that ultimate torture and pain and death laid before him. Are you willing to live a life like that of self-sacrifice, to love other people more than yourself, to love your king more than yourself? If the king died for us, we should be willing to die for the king. That's what I say. This has been a very compelling interview. <laughs> I've really, really appreciated it. I, I think I'd like to have you back in the future where we can learn more of your story, because I'm sure that the details and the hurdles you've had to overcome will encourage other people to go ahead and take up the cross. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank he you so very you. much, Dr. Rake. I really, really appreciate it. Bless you. Bless you, Pamela. Thank you. Oh, you know what, Dr. Rake, before we go, would you mind closing us off in some prayer? Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity to speak about you and Jesus to, to speak about you in real terms, to know that you were a real person and that you still are a real person. And that each person, as they hear my voice today, would know that you care about them, that their faith is to know you in a personal relationship and, and almost to forget about the 8 billion other people, to know that Jesus died for them, each person hearing my voice. And that you would have gone to the cross and ultimate death and, and that reign of, of pain that you would have suffered, even if they were the only person on the planet. We thank you for your great love, for your great compassion for us, for your mercy. We thank you for emboldening us, for giving us your courage, for giving us your power. 
And that as the book of Revelation says that we will soon walk in miracle making power, that we will call upon a field of dead people to raise up in the name of Jesus. You said greater works than these will you do. And I believe you raised one person at a time when you were walking on this planet. I believe you're calling us to do even greater when a vaccine induced death plague descends upon people or, or plague causes people to die. As Psalm 91 says, we are not touched by it. So we thank you that you're going to embolden us with that kind of power to call life even into dead bodies. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you died to give us authority over the power of life and death. As it says in Luke 10, 19, we have a power, authority over all the power of the enemy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If we can wake up every morning and say, how can I serve you, my king? Yeah. It just blows me away. Like I just think about him on the throne and there's a billion souls around him going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Mm -hmm. And there's lightning and, and thunder, peals of thunder. Mm -hmm. And and he says, Shh, hold on. He takes off his crown of glory, right? He sets aside his staff of authority, takes off his robes of righteousness, and he puts on frail human flesh and he comes down as a human baby. Like that should have never happened. It's like he blasphemed himself, right? That should have never happened. You look at, you look at what, how the Muslims believe, think of Allah. And, and, and uh, Nabil Qureshi, who wrote a book called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. And he puts it this way. He says, I couldn't fathom God going through the dirty birth canal of a woman. And, and I think, wow, that should never have happened. God should never have humbled himself so much. And if we can get a, get a grasp of how great he is and what an insult to his character and his dignity it was just to come in human flesh, not just on the cross, man, I think we have, we can get a hold of something, right? We can, it can start to light your heart on fire and say, wow, I'm not worth it. And look at what you gave up. We take it so for granted. And I did before I became an atheist and then came back to being a Christian. And so I hope to light that, that wonder in people's hearts about our Lord and our King. We're going to be so enriched and blessed with wealth in heaven that when you give up a job here that gives you money, it's not a, it's, it's nothing. You're going to look back and say, I wish I would have suffered more, right? Yeah. I wish I would have given up more. Look, I mean, he's so good. It's like you give him just a little speck and he goes, oh, yeah. oh, you gave me that? Like a father with a kid, you know, gives him a yeah. drawing. Well, that's so amazing. Here, let me give you all this. And he just <laughs> unloads grace and wealth and beauty and honor. And he's going to, you're going to have a mansion in heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah, all, and, and it's going to be bedeckled, bedazzled with all these little jewels. And he's going to say, look at this, Pamela. And he pulls it out of the wall and he goes, look, look at this beautiful ruby. You know, you're the only one in all of history, only one in heaven that has this jewel in your house. You're going to say, what does that mean, Lord? This is the time when you're on the floor crying when you lost that child or whatever it was, right? Have you lost a child? I have. Wow. He just revealed that to me. And, I just pictured he pulls that out. And he's going to tell you, this is from when you were on your face crying to me when you lost that child. So how good is he? Right. Yeah. So, so you're, it's just, he's just so good. He's so yeah. good. Yeah. So bless you. Well, I will have you back. Um, I'll go through Amy. Is that the right way to do that? You can, you can, it probably is. Cause then she can stay on my case. Yeah, right. <laughs> A little accountability, you, huh? <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. And, and right. If I, because I see her frequently. So if, if it comes through her, I'll feel like, oh, shoot, I got it. Yeah, I get I'm so busy right now. There's I'm sure so you many are. emails and text messages. I'm like, 
swimming, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Well, God bless you. Don't let me take up any more of your time. Thank yes, you ma'am. for your time today. Got to go. Well, bless right. you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Didn't Dr. Rake's deep sincerity of heart grip you? His understanding of all Christ has done for us is something more of us need to meditate on, so we deeply grasp understanding and appreciation in our hearts, too. Didn't you hear God speaking to you through Dr. Rake about his incredible love for you? God has a special place in his heart reserved for you individually. Please embrace this truth. God does not love humanity in mass. He loves each of us individually, and he longs to have the unique relationship he can only have with you if you will seek him. Dr. Rake and I both spoke in terms of opportunities we have with our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. The opportunities Christians have are like none other available to anyone else. Only Christians have been set free from the law of sin and death. Only Christians are forgiven and free. Only Christians have a newborn-again spirit, holy and now able to commune with the Holy Spirit, who indwells us, teaches us, guides us, comforts us, and empowers us. Only Christians have the power and the authority to partner with God and overcome evil. As you think back of all the evil and corruption that's been perpetrated against people worldwide, what angers you the most? As I said earlier, that's a clear indication that God is calling you to be part of the solution for that specific injustice. Did you know, simply sending your children to public school in America is considered implied consent for your child to be given the COVID-19 injection without having to inform you? Did you know all the mandates our government has imposed are contrary to the Constitution and are illegal? Did you know more states are demanding audits of the 2020 elections, and not just the presidential, but all the elections? Did you know mainstream media are bought and paid for by the self-appointed elite who seek to control the information we hear to control us? These four points alone are just a drop in the bucket of the evil and corruption that's been forced upon us. So I ask you again, what specific area of injustice upsets you the most? Next, I ask you to determine what you will do in partnership with God to take advantage of your unique opportunity to make a kingdom difference with your life. Every week, I have a list of organizations you can contact to find out how you can join them in their cause. It's not an exhaustive list, but it's a starting place. And of course, I have a link to Dr. Rake's Citizens United for Freedom website as well. While people around the world are crying out, where is God in all this? God is saying, Where are my people? As Dr. Rake's website states, we will not get out of this current political and cultural crisis by filling out exemption forms or any other means which legitimizes a broken, illegal, and corrupt system. The only way back to freedom is a hard and probably long fight that we must be prepared to wage. God is revealing the opportunity you have to partner with Him to see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. Can we count on you to be part of the fight? I have a couple of things in mind that I want to cover next, so I'm not sure what you can expect specifically for next week, but you can always count on me bringing you relevant content to help us discern current events in light of prophecy to know how God wants each of us to respond so we can gain spiritual victory over life's issues. 
In these times of economic uncertainty, it's more important than ever for us to have a plan to protect and increase our wealth. Ed Torres is a team member with the Financial Advisory Practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, who can help you with your future financial goals. Ask Ed Torres about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach to see if you're prepared for your financial future. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, understands your goals, and they provide personalized advice to help you reach them. Call Ed Torres at 949-250-3210. Office is located at 2600 Michelson Drive, Suite 1460, Irvine, California, 92612. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. The investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. You don't have to be in California to consider working with Ed. They're licensed in many states, so I'll have a link to his website in the show notes. And I encourage you to contact Ed. As I've shared before, he is the financial advisor for myself and my husband, and we highly recommend him. If you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. I offer my books and other products from my web store, which you can get to through my faithtoliveby.com website. Be sure to use the promo code TRUTH and receive a 20% discount on up to two products. Also, consider becoming a subscriber to my bi-monthly e-newsletter, which will make you a preferred member, and you'll receive special announcements and other offers that are not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcast, I'll have a way to contact you to make sure you know where to find me. And with so much going on every day, let's also connect on social media. You'll find my contact information in the show notes. And be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on Charisma Podcast Network and my website, faithtoliveby.com. On the landing page, there's a link for more information about my sponsors and partners. As you know, this podcast is available to you at no cost, but there are most definitely significant costs associated with producing the show. I've chosen not to be a 501c3, so I won't be muzzled with the different topics that I discuss. This means any donations you give are not tax deductible. This is why I offer you goods and services that you can purchase to help with the costs of producing this podcast. So if you've been blessed by my ministry, purchasing the goods and services I bring you is how you can support me, and that would be greatly appreciated. And depending upon where you listen to my podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.